There was this television show. It was called Batman. No, 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 Batman. Anyway. Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restored All Podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I have with me, whatchamacallit, Dumaflachi, Persona, Maliandi, how's it going, Persona? <laughs> I'm good, Curtis. How you doing? Oh, doing all right. I've just been, you know, over here just trying to read up on this uh, this little thing. Um, I still I still owe my meat people a, a finished episode of the... Uh, <laughs> the uh the barbecue <laughs> series that i made on youtube and that's speaking of which yeah. did you how was your july 4th barbecue july 4th barbecue went very well i actually just had some leftovers of it uh relatively recently it, it the brisket came out great the ribs came out great um it was uh quite the shindig we had you know one of our podcast guests over right jeff rockland came over him and his whole family and so, and then we had some other friends. It was very complicated because Jeff had uh, an issue that caused him to sort of cancel at the last minute. And like he, he was saying, I don't think I can make it, which I took as a cancellation. And so then I called a couple of other friends. Uh, they were like our standby friends. <laughs> <laughs> so then they came, you know, they were on their way over and then Jeff was like, Oh no, I think I can make it. And so we ended up with uh, more people than we had originally planned. But luckily, you know, the way my wife cooks for things, Jeff, I'll um, let you in on a little secret. Curtis what? was a little stressed. Actually. <laughs> I was pretty stressed, man. I had, I had done a lot of effort as did my wife. Well, it was because it wasn't so much about the fact that Jeff was coming. It was that, we knew that we were going to be making the video about, we were basically going to review the barbecue as if it was another restaurant. Um, and so I mm. was, um, what was really funny though, was because I had all my friends there, like I had like, you know, my daughter and her husband, the three friends that came as well as Jeff and his family. And so I had like 11 people that were watching me do the video. So they're all standing <laughs> there waiting to eat as I cut the brisket and try the brisket myself. And, uh, but then they like applauded, like when I was doing <laughs> the thing. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be just imagine what your wife was doing when you were in Texas. Yeah. And she's like, I want that brisket. Want Damn it. Brisket. Curtis. Yeah. Talk faster. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was, it was just, it was a weird thing to be sitting there eating for a camera with everyone watching me eat <laughs> you know what I mean? it was could you imagine being a celebrity or like one of someone like on one of those cooking shows where you just have like a bunch of like the film crew or the audience just watching you as you're like mm, yeah yummy. yeah it was it was it was just weird right um because it was <laughs> because it's not something i normally do i don't normally film myself when i eat i will say this i had a much better July 4th weekend, then our uh, cohorts over at Kaseya. Oh, my gosh. The InfoSec community and companies in general? Good Lord. I think it was planned, though. What What do you mean? In terms of, I think, I, I had read some things that said that they had planned for it to happen over the July, or that they purposefully picked a long weekend 
right? Where security people may not be as right. available. Yeah. Well, that's right. Um, and especially like Friday, most people took off. Yeah, that's exactly. We talked about that in the, uh, uh, the, the Druva podcast, by the way, I uh, should throw out my discrimination. I should throw out my disclaimer. disclaimer. <laughs> I, I work for Druva uh, and uh, Persona works for Zoom. The, this is not a Druva or Zoom podcast. The opinions that you hear are our own. And it's, it's, it's hard to say those two words back to back. Also, uh, please rate this podcast at ratethispodcast.com slash restore. And if you want to talk about anything in this area, data protection, backups, DR, security, archive, you know, and anything that sort of falls into that category, then we want to talk to you. Reach out to me, uh, WC Preston on Twitter or WCurtisPreston at gmail.com. So, um, so it was a fun weekend, I think, for folks. Yeah. Oh, oh being sarcastic. What I was saying was, uh, you know, we were talking about, uh, we did a, a podcast uh, for Druva where we were talking about ransomware and we were talking specifically um it was a bit prophetic because we recorded it before July 4th and uh, it was Celeste at Druva and she was pointing out that th- we have an upcoming three-day weekend and it's exactly the kind of three-day weekend that that hackers like to exploit because of exactly what you just said. And so uh, I think that you're right. I think that they knew exactly what, you know, what weekend this was. Mm. And um, and they took advantage of it, and it was took, interesting, yeah, because the attack. If people aren't familiar, Kaseya, it's like a change management patch management system that a lot of companies use. Yeah, which as is as far as I can tell, which right made it particularly capable of doing the job that they had to yeah. do. Um. And it reminds me of the RSA hack so many years ago. Right, right. Right, where everyone's like, oh, why would I want to go try to crack in each and every single one of these companies when I could just steal the keys to the kingdom? Yeah, exactly. And just grab their encryption right. keys. <laughs> um, and so what What it, it turns out that there was, um, you know, what they call a zero day vulnerability. You know, yeah. what, what does that mean that for people that don't? sort of live that world like it's not something that was previously known right that people knew about and they just had like a a brand new vulnerability yeah i think it's called zero day because it's like it's the first day that it's available right um yep and the interesting thing is that this vulnerability was known to kaseya it was one of a list of vulnerabilities that they had been notified um about how how long did they say did they it was like several they, months or multiple months yeah i think that they were notified about it earlier in the year yeah and it, back in april and right. they had actually patched some of those vulnerabilities right. in april and may yeah so the dutch institute for vulnerability disclosures divda um they had privately <laughs> reported seven bugs to um Kaseya. And they had four were fixed, and the remaining um, were due to be fixed in an upcoming release. The and and it just happens yeah. that one of those three, the 
uh, bad actors exploited right. in this attack. Right. The, the and it's and weevil. from what it looks like, it looks like they were kind of going like neck and neck trying to hit the finish line and the bad guys just won slightly. Right. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't appear <laughs> like every, every software can have vulnerabilities, right? Um, yep. it, it didn't appear that this doesn't feel like, what was that company that was exploited several months ago? There was SolarWinds. Yeah, the SolarWinds. This wasn't like the SolarWinds attack where yep. SolarWinds had a really badly misconfigured, um, like um, it was like an FTP site or something. Yeah. And, and, and then and no one should have ever configured it like that. But they had it configured like that, and then it was discovered and and, and the bad guys were in there for months and months and months. Right, right, right. Just waiting. They, right. This yeah. is this is uh, bad guys found the exploit. Right. Targeted Kaseya, exploited it, and unfortunately, Kaseya is used to manage thousands of other businesses. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's just like you said. It's like the keys of the kingdom, right? Um, I mean, the whole point of of Kaseya VSA is to distribute software. So, or at least one of the, one of the points is to distribute software. And so if you have ransomware that you would like to distribute, it would be really good at doing that. (laughs) Well, and the interesting thing is because it's responsible for distributing software, most people exclude it from a lot of the checks on those systems, right? Because they, because you're expecting that, yes, this is a well-known good software, right? Right. And sometimes it has to do funny things. So, yes. Yeah. And, and I, I guess I just wanted I, I just want to delineate between this, you know, what happened here and what happened with SolarWinds. Yeah. I, I do think SolarWinds was was, you know, my opinion. I think they were negligent uh, that they, they configured at least somebody was negligent there that they configured this thing and and then nobody was watching. Right. This was yeah. a bug. Right, one of several bugs. The company, there, the group, uh, Divda, said that they were communicating with him. Said that they were they were doing all of the right things. They were in the process yeah. of patching the stuff. They were in constant contact. Um, and they said when when items in our report were unclear, they asked the right questions. They were giving them partial patches. So they were doing all of the right things to uh, to stop the the hack. But- by the way, we should also credit that a lot of this information that we're seeing, more updated information, is actually coming from a Register article written on July 8th. Yes, uh, from Gareth Corfield. Yeah, the Register.com. Yeah, the, the title is White Hats Reported Key Kaseya BS flaw, BSA Flaw Months Ago Ransomware Outran the Patch. Um so, so you know what this reminds me of, Curtis? Do you remember? I think it was late la- or early last year. Remember that uh, company that got hit by ransomware, and they were actually managing dental offices. Oh yeah. Do you remember? The- yeah, it was hundreds. Right? It's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, it's a little like that, right? Where you exactly have like, these yeah. large providers who are managing a bunch of other companies, which may not have the resources to run a proper IT shop, etc. Right. And then they get hit by something and it just sort of you now have such a large attack surface. Yeah, and there was there was a um I forgot which article I was looking at uh cuz you know you, you when you're when you're researching this you get a whole bunch of different articles and they mm-hmm. they each give you a little piece. By the way, the group 
responsible is called Revil, um, R-E-V-I-L, Revil, um, or or maybe it's Revel. I don't know. Um, it just seems like it should be Revel because it's evil. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but there was a group tech something. Darn it, uh, I'm not finding it. But there was a group that used Kaseya as part of their service for managing customers and um what they what they found was that the, it seemed like the customers were the, they also provided backups as part of their service and it seemed like the backups were uh, air gapped and prop, you know stored in a different location and not using the same operating system mm. and all the things that we recommend and so they were in the process of helping their customers restore and and they said you know we, this is what we do we you know we're, we're used to yeah. helping our customers restore data. We just didn't think we'd have to do all of them all at once. <laughs> and so yeah, they're an IT exactly. service provider who's using Kaseya and they're using the, an unnamed backup uh, product and uh, they're helping their customers restore all the data, but they're having to do all of it at the same time. So they're, they're just a bit overwhelmed, right? Um, yeah. so, so the interesting thing, so like, yeah. so Kaseya is used for managed service providers. Right. Right. So this product, right, this breach affected 60 of Kaseya's direct customers. Right. Right. But that led to about 1,500 victims because those customers of Kaseya had customers of their own. Right. That's, um, yeah, they were saying. Um, yeah. And, and by the way, I also wanted to mention uh, that there were two products two versions of the Kaseya product. There is the SaaS version and there is the on-prem version. And it does appear that only the on-prem version was affected. They, they took yeah. both offline. Well, they took the SaaS one offline and then they asked their customers to take the other one offline. But yep. after further research, it did not appear that the, uh, the SaaS version of the product had the vulnerability. Did they bring the SaaS version online? Do you know? Because I know they were trying and they the, the failed. Well, the, the, last I, the last I heard was that they were trying to bring it online and that it was, and that, you know, they were, they were trying to bring that back up a line and they saw that as job number one, job number two, they felt was patching uh, the, the other one. Right. So that basically they, yeah. I, I think they, they felt if they could bring the SAS up online, they, then they have a bunch of customers that are off and running and then they, um, then they want to patch the. You know, so yeah, I don't know if they if the Kaseya SaaS offering was up. Now, the ransomware company is saying that they encrypted over a million systems. Really? Yep. Revil, and they're asking for fifty million dollars. I thought it was. I thought it was seventy. No, I think they've reduced the number. Oh, how nice of them! Yeah, and and so a lot of people are referring <laughs> to this as the largest ransomware attack. But, but I don't think so, is I, it? I think it's the largest in terms of the monetary Public? number. Ah, that's um, probably like true. I, I think that the the um, the solar winds attack was a much bigger attack um, because it had so many more customers, right? Yeah. Um, this was a much smaller customer, and and like you were saying, that it, it, it's actually only like 60, 70 customers, but those customers then uh, work with a bunch of other customers. So I, I guess that the question for this is based on what we've seen, 
what could people have done to pre- prevent this from, you know, from happening on to, the, well, to, them, so, to them? Yeah. So I think it's one of those things that if something is upstream, there isn't a whole lot as an end user, right? As a, one of those smaller mom and pop shops or whatever business, right. is being used by, uh, is using those MSP services. Right. Right. There isn't a lot you can do other than making sure you have backups, you're doing offsite backups, right? That you have that air gap protection, all the rest of the things that we normally talk about in terms of protecting from ransomware. Yeah. So right? I, yeah, I, I think I think what you're you know, what what I'm hearing you say is that this particular service was really one used by very small businesses. Um, I call them TSBs. Um, you okay. know, there's SMBs, which is a small, medium business. I call yeah. these TSPs, truly small businesses. And, right? and I don't know if it's necessarily accurate to call them truly small. Well, businesses. some of them were right. Yeah, uh, I guess I'm just saying that if if, if you're the kind of company that is going to outsource IT management to a third party managed service provider, you're probably a pretty small company. Right. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I mean, you could be a big company. I, I've I've you know, participated in some of those big contracts, but more than likely you're a small company, which means that you probably don't have someone on staff to double check the work of your third party IT managed service provider. It's kind of the whole point is I having that. Yeah. yeah. I pay you to, I don't have the time. I don't have the expertise. You deal with it. Right. And so, okay. So, but I do, I can think of one thing and that is if you are using an outsourced, management service provider. This is sort of like what we talked about with the OVH. Perhaps there's some questions that you should be asking. And that is how, how would I be protected in the event of such an attack via your service? Right? Actually, that's an interesting point. It, those questions initially, when we thought about them, it was in the context of, okay, I'm using a public cloud or someone else's infrastructure, but you're right. It shouldn't matter if you're a large company or a small company or using the cloud or even using a third-party MSP for managing your IT. The questions are still the same. It's all data protection related, right? It's difficult if you aren't, I mean, um, I mean, I don't know who, I don't know who listens to this podcast. <laughs> I know, I know that we have people to listen to the podcast. I know we have quite a few people. We we actually passed uh, three thousand downloads this month. I was very excited to see that. Um, Woohoo! Yeah, very much, very exciting. Uh, I I don't know the exact like the expertise level and where people fall and yeah, and the, right. But if if you're listening to this podcast and you have a service provider of any kind, earlier we talked about cloud providers. If you have a service provider of any kind, you need to make sure you have an answer for how you would be protected against such an attack. And I and I do think that the easiest way to do that is to use a different service for backups. But I understand that yep. that that's maybe not going to yep. be the case. So because and, and and why do I say that? I say that again. It's about uh, minimize have time the, to deal with blast that. radius yeah. right so yeah um the if you if you're using and again i i don't mean to say this in a way to promote druva but i'm just going to use Druva as, as an example um if you use if you had been using 
a service provider that's that's using Kaseya to do your patch management, but then you were also using something like Druva as your backup, um, then you would just you've you've minimized the blast radius. You will know that you have a good backup because it, it's in a completely different IT infrastructure than whatever your MSP is using if they're using Kaseya. That's not a requirement. Um, if you're going to continue to use this service provider for everything, I think you're in a greater risk of potential damage if the supply chain is compromised. And so you need to make sure you ask questions about that. Yeah. But I think it also depends on if their MSP, right? Because their MSP might offer a suite of services. Well, right? agreed, Maybe. right? I, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is there, there's a, you're a, you have a greater chance that they might not. <laughs> yeah, that's if you true. use two yep. vendors, there's a zero chance that they're using the same yeah. infrastructure. If you use one vendor, there's a possibility that they could be using yep. all the same stuff and they could be using all the same um, uh, operating system. You know, we talked, we that's talked about this many times that uh, the thing that happened with that, that dental service provider is that all their infrastructure was on windows right yep and their backup software was on windows and basically it it everything was compromised both the primary and the backup was all compromised because everything was on windows so i think these are questions that you should ask you know how is my infrastructure like oh well we have a backup well what is that backup on is it is it only on a windows box right replicated to another windows box then I think you are at a severe risk of yep. ransomware, right? Um, and and all of the Windows-centric backup products that I know, and I, I can think of two, Commvault and Veeam. There are others, but these are just the two biggest ones that I know. And they all have options, other design options where even though they may be Windows centric and the the main backup server always runs on Windows, they have Linux based repositories where you can store your backups in a Linux system so that if you're even if your backup server was attacked, it, it wouldn't impact it's still your right? protected. or yep. that they can copy it up into uh, S3 to segregate it again once you know. So so the question is, Mr. Service service provider. What are we doing to protect the backups of my stuff that would protect it against a ransomware attack? And the number one thing you're going to look for, I'd say, a, what a couple things. What the big, the big one is the the offsite, right? And we're, we're going to go back to, you know, how can I do this without talking about the three, two, one rule? <laughs> <laughs> of course, I was just waiting, Curtis. You were just waiting. You were just sitting there. How long is it going to mm-hmm. be? So. Again, the three versions that, that most people have way more than that. But the two here, I, th- I think the two that matters here is two different, not just two different um, media, but two different types, right? So in this case, like not storing the primary and the backup in the same operating system, right? In the same yep. data center, in the same anything. Uh, and then or the same type of storage array or whatever. Right, else. right. Um, and then making sure that one of those copies is is offsite. And the, the easiest way yeah. to do that, I think, is to use cloud. Um, you can also do it with um, tape and a man in a van. Um, you can also yeah. do it by replicating <laughs> to, you know, an offsite backup system. Yeah. But again, that offsite backup system, I think, needs to be something other than Windows. Yeah. 
right? Um, and or maybe their MSPs that they're looking at, maybe they offer a remote solution. Yeah, yeah. Right. And by the way, I, I don't want to be anti-Windows. I, I'm not. I'm not anti-Windows. Um, I mean, I'm not a big. I'm not you a broke big fan windows. of it. I, I, I like to say I, I like to close windows mm-hmm. whenever I can. Um, I, yes. I, I, you know, I wrote my book on windows, right? I, I, because I, I, uh, I use dragon and dragon only runs on windows. I personally prefer a Mac for a number of reasons, but I don't think that either Macs or Linux are impervious to, um, you know, attacks like this. Yep. They, they you know, depending on what, time of the year or what year you're looking at <laughs> Linux or Max actually may have more vulnerabilities, Yep. but it's, it is very clear that the number one attack vector for ransomware at this point it's is windows. windows, right? Yeah. Because it's just, it's an ROI thing for the, for the hackers. Yeah. Right. It was also thinking about sort of going back to what you said of, okay, what are things you could do? Yep. Right. Um, going along with that ransom or, doing backups and verifying the backups and asking the questions, right, is I think sometimes, and I don't know how accurate this is, but if you outsource something, you might not pay attention to it. Right. 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 And when you get something critical like this that pops up, you need to understand how important it is to respond as quickly as possible. For instance, if it was shutting down your networks, (laughs) Right. Or shutting down the Kaseya appliance. Right. I'm not sure if the MSP could have done that remotely. Uh, right? probably but could, they probably could have disabled the Kaseya service. Yeah. But, but you need to make sure that you understand this. And when your MSP reaches out or whatever else that you also understand, it's a shared responsibility model. Right. That, Just because yeah. the MSP is there doesn't mean that everything is handled by them. That's a really good thing. You need to, I, I think, so we talked about making sure that you protect the data. The other thing would be to make sure you got a bat phone situation, right? Yeah. Now, let me just explain that for you uh, <laughs> young people. There was this television show. It was called Batman. Batman. Anyway, Batman had a bat phone that Commissioner Gordon could pick up at any moment. And then, boom, he was talking to Batman. You need a bat phone situation with all of your service providers and software providers, th- there needs to be an easy way for them to reach out to you quickly to say, hey, we've discovered this vulnerability. You need to shut off the yep. thing, right? Yep. And it shouldn't be just one person because what it if that one person was on vacation person. or inebriated right. due to July right. 5th or 4th? <laughs> yeah, you should you should set up a, a bat phone situation with all of your service providers and software providers so that you know because the the worst thing could be is is if you you've bought it's common to like like um to have a service where you create an alias and the email alias for that product and and all the notifications go to that and then god forbid you know that email alias is going nowhere right (laughs) so just investigate that like what contact your vendors, ask them, Hey, in, in worst case scenario, and there's a vulnerability that's identified, how would you notify us? Yeah. And, and make sure you document that and update that on a regular basis. Hey, and keep that updated. Yeah. That's another key thing. Uh, the one thing I was also going to mention is on the positive side with this ransomware attack, it looks like they didn't 
exfiltrate data. Right. They didn't exfiltrate it, which is a good thing. Yeah. Because that means really all they have to do is worry about uh, ransing, uh, ransing, <laughs> ransing, restoring their data. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I've read in one of the articles again, you know, they said they began the painstaking process of restoring data to which I want to yeah. go. Why is it so painstaking? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, if you did things right. And if you did you things right, things it shouldn't properly. be so painstaking. I don't even, by the way, have you ever thought about that word painstaking? What does that mean? Steak pain. It's like pain, and then like a steak. Like, I, you know, I like don't a, know why it's called painstaking. Um, the um, now I've now I've I've lost my train of thought because now I'm sitting here trying to figure out yeah. what how we got the word painstaking. So 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 all right. So that's our advice: um, is to go talk to your service providers and your ransomware, uh, your ransomware, your software providers, and to just talk to them about what they're doing or what you can do to protect yourself from such an attack. Yeah. And then and, make sure and, the, and the, I, the bat phone situation. Anything yeah. else? And I want to go, I also want to say that people might think that we're bashing on the service providers here. I don't think so. And I don't, think we intend to in fact the service providers bring a wealth of knowledge right. that you may not have or you don't have the expertise around that right so right. definitely you should be if you can't do it yourself look to a service There's nothing provider, wrong with hiring but also make sure you provider. educate yourself right yeah but you you know one of the things we often say you can outsource the operations you will never outsource the responsibility yeah right um it's still your responsibility you may be you know um, hiring somebody to to handle that responsibility, but in the end, if uh, yeah. the feces so hits the road or your oscillator, it's still your fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what this leads to in terms of other companies. Like in my mind, I never really thought about like patch management systems as being a point of attack, <laughs> you know, even though it seems very obvious now. Right, right, right. But right. it's like how many other systems out there exist like this that we just use in our everyday or that companies rely on that are now exposed, right, to this sort of abuse, if you will. Right. Yeah. Um I don't have an answer for that. I, I don't have an answer either, which which is why I'm just saying the general thing is reach out to your service providers and your software people and begin that conversation. Um, yeah. Maybe not right now if you have Kaseya, you know, <laughs> they're a little busy, yeah. but um, or, or a, an MSP based on Kaseya. Um, yeah. You're probably having you're probably having conversations right now about much more pressing things. But if you, <laughs> if you don't have one of those. Or if you're not one of those companies, then you know maybe now is the time to have that, com- have that conversation. Exactly. All right. Well. So I wish luck to all the people though who were affected. Yeah, yeah, as do I, and I hope you. I hope you restore your stuff and you're able to tell the ransomware people to go pound sand. Did you see? Speaking of ransomware, did you see that it's now getting more expensive to get cyber insurance? That doesn't surprise me, right? Yeah. And, and, and especially so, one cyber insurance that, well, it's, it's, 
you know, it's it's actu- actuarials, isn't that the thing, right? The, yeah. the cost yep. of insurance is based on the probability that you're going to need to use that insurance, and that probability and is going much? up every day, yep. right? Um, and it's sad, though, because it's like, what are people going to do, right? Well, And, and it's not I, so much about would, the payment. I'm not going to worry about the payment part. Yeah. I'm worried about for those people who are trying to recover their business. Yeah, I. You'll go back and say back up and restore. Back up and restore, baby. DR. It's all about. It's all about a an automated DR process. The um, and and by the way, uh, someone I I was reading some threads, uh, on Reddit about this particular attack, and they were talking about the that if you have a DR site, right, um, mm-hmm. that you can use that DR site to uh, test your patches which mm. I had never really thought about that. I thought that was a really good idea, right? Because one of the it's reasons like that people don't uh, update their their patches as often as they should is that, you know, they're updating in production, right? So they, you could use the DR copy uh, to test the but I But you have to be careful about your DR copy because yes. what if you're in the middle of patch testing and your prod goes down? Yeah, you know, nothing yeah. is risk-free, my friend. that is true uh you know maybe you what would be really you know if you're cloud-based maybe you can spin spin off a copy copy, right yeah do your patch testing and then kill the copy yeah our friends over at actifio is like that's what i've been saying you know they're all about copy data management so anyway all right well uh i think this has been a uh long enough and good enough podcast so uh, (laughs) thank you again for your 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 wisdom my friend no thanks curtis i i was looking at this and i'm glad we got to talk about it because i was like this is just one of those cases that it's a place that gets hit and they've done everything the right way and it's just timing sucks (laughs) yeah timing sucks um yeah i would say it just it it just reiterates the importance of paying attention to secure security vulnerabilities, right? Notifications. Yeah. Uh, I saw the, on my phone today, you know, it says, uh, Microsoft recommends all windows customers patch their systems immediately. I saw that I walked immediately over to my windows laptop and updated it. Um, you know, pay attention to that stuff and, um, <laughs> you know, and you're good. So, Anyway, uh, by the way, um, we, we did, you know, the, the official Druva answer uh, was that we do not use Kaseya in any of our supply uh, chain and that we, so we, we have not, you know, that our customers are not, uh, at least not via us, um, mm. attacked by the ransomware product. But we did use that opportunity to sort of check everything and make sure that, you know, yeah. to, to do the things we, we talked about earlier in the podcast. So anyway. All right. Well, thanks again to the listeners and remember to subscribe so that you can restore it all. Fix it instead, it's all jacked up. See how I'll write on Facebook about you. Don't underestimate the things that I will do.
Completely done. Maybe one day. 